I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for your latest edition of the Live Mike. I am, of course, your host, Michael Beck, deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, and it's my pleasure, as always, to be hanging out with you guys today. Uh, a little bit earlier than normal, but uh, we get to uh, kick off uh, a great weekend um, uh, a little bit earlier uh, than usual. So it's great to be here hanging out with you guys. Of course, we got a little bit of Steelers news uh, coming down the pipeline. Uh, it broke yesterday a little bit, uh, that being the signing of Ray Ray, Ray Ray McDonald, I believe the last name was. Uh, uh, excuse me if I'm wrong there, but um, the Steelers bringing in uh, the, the new wide receiver. Um, and today's news, uh, it, Ray Ray McLeod, there it is. It popped into my mind. <laughs> but um, the Steelers had to cut Saeed Blacknell, um, the former XFL wide receiver. I think someone uh, a lot of us kind of figured would uh, push to um, make make one of the final roster spots. So that uh, that was a bit of an interesting uh, move there. Um, obviously not being able to attend training camp. We haven't been able to see how uh, Saeed has performed, but considering he's uh, already been cut uh, in favor of this uh, new receiver, Ray Ray McLeod, um, the Steelers uh, definitely kind of tipped their hand, I guess, to uh, how he was performing, that uh, they wanted to bring someone else in. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, of course, is a big-time uh, speed threat. He went to Clemson, uh, college teammate of Deion Kane, another Steelers receiver. Um, I believe he had stops in Buffalo. I, I want to say one other one other stop before he got to Pittsburgh, but Ray Ray McLeod is the, your newest Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver. Whether or not uh, he makes a team, uh, I guess uh, I guess we'll have to find out, but he'll have to make a pretty big impact fairly quickly and with no preseason games if he wants to make that team. So good luck to him because if he makes his team, it only makes us better. Um, before we get really into our topic today, um, I uh, just wanted to mention that uh, we are doing a, a new little thing on our, uh, on our Twitter site and all over our uh, our social media world on Fridays, our follow Fridays. Today, we're, we're spotlighting uh, co-editor Dave Schofield. Uh, make sure to give him a follow on uh, Twitter. He's uh, he's always talking about uh, great Steelers stuff, and he keeps his Steelers. He, he doesn't stray uh, to other sports or, or nothing like that. It's all Steelers all the time. Um, and while you're at it, make sure you're following Behind the Steel Curtain uh, itself. Our page is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, we have great contests coming out, uh, fresh content on all of our pages as well. And you'll always be able to catch all our stories the second they drop, including uh, breaking news and uh, reaction to that as soon as it pops up. That being said, uh, let's get right into uh, some of the biggest factors for the 2020 season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I'm not going to touch on uh, really the biggest one here, um, that being the health of Ben Roethlisberger, because it has been talked about at nauseum. Um, j just 
it is really what it is. If, if Ben can't go, uh, I don't know if the Steelers team is uh, still uh, a Super Bowl favorite unless uh, they were to find a quarterback out of seemingly nowhere. But um, we can re- really kind of uh, focus today on those other big-time factors. I, I think we all know uh, how important it is to keep your starting quarterback healthy, especially of uh, what we saw a year ago. So the first one I really want to talk about, too, is um, health-related, and that's the general health of this uh, overall team. If uh, if TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Devin Bush were to go down with injuries, I'm sure this defense wouldn't be this legendary unit that we're kind of expecting it to be. Um, of course, those guys haven't uh, really faced injury bug uh, so far in their careers. I believe TJ's only missed one game that in uh, week three of his rookie season, either week two or week three. Um, Minka, I don't believe he's missed a game yet in his career. Same with Devin Bush. Um those guys I'm not super worried about. It's the guys that uh, seem to keep uh, kind of running into uh, that injury uh, that injury wall. Uh, of course, James Conner is the first name that comes to mind, but um, it's easy to rip on him. But the fact of the matter is running backs, it's a position where you get hit a lot, um, and you're definitely going to see uh, – See injuries to that position. It's not just the Steelers that uh, get a hit by this. It's every team in the NFL. Um, I wouldn't expect anyone but uh, – wouldn't really expect one player on the Steelers' backfield to really make it through the entire season uh, with a complete bill of health. It's just the nature of the position. Those guys get beat up. They get twisted up. They get fall, They get uh, guys fall on them. It's really, it's really one of the more thankless positions in uh, in today's uh, day and age of football. They're still kind of expected to carry a pretty big workload, but guys like James Conner, if he can play a full season, he he was a Pro Bowler on I believe it was 13, 12 or thirteen games in uh, twenty eighteen, nearly a thousand yard rusher. But of course, he missed out on that because of injury. Um, and it's something that's pretty much affected every single season uh, that he's played so far, all three years. Um, I, I believe he's had a, a knee surgery, of course, the elbow issues, or shoulder issues, rather, last year. Uh, and I, I want to say ankle stuff the year prior to that. James Conner, uh, he's it's really unfortunate in how unlucky he's been over the course of his three seasons so far in the NFL. But again, that is the nature of the position. One other name that uh, really kind of jumps off the page there is Juju Smith-Schuster and his health because obviously his numbers took a huge, uh, huge uh, down downward spike a year ago, but uh, that's definitely has more to do with him not being healthy for most of the season uh, and couple that with the quarterback play of Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges. No, no real slam to those guys, but they're not Ben Roethlisberger, and they didn't have the chemistry. They threw almost zero pass to Juju um, in, in that preseason, so it's kind of hard to blame uh, Juju's uh, numbers on, on on him, really. It's, there's a ton of outside factors. If he could play a healthy 16 games with Ben Roethlisberger, I'm sure he'll bounce back to being a 1,000-yard receiver and get uh, back in the good graces of Steelers Nation. Um but who knows if Juju Smith-Schuster puts up uh, 1,200, 1,300, 1,400 yards again, he might uh, price himself off this team. So if that's if that's the case, you know what? I think we'll gladly all take a 1,400-yard year out of Juju Smith-Schuster. I think that would scream that this ta- that, that this team is uh, extraordinarily good. So I think we'll all take that, even if it uh, ended in an inevitable loss of Juju. Um, if he could help take us to the promised land, it's one of those things like – you can't really blame someone for getting five million dollars more uh, somewhere uh, somewhere else. You know, if if you worked at Costco for 
$15 an hour and Walmart called you and said, we'll pay you 17. You'll probably sh uh, switch over. And uh, that, that's what it is in the NFL. And I, I'm someone who's kind of learned not to, uh, not to punish those guys too much if they uh, sign elsewhere, but the health of the unit is extremely important. Um, the O-line receivers, Ben, obviously running back, like there isn't too many positions that this team has that is absolutely loaded with depth. So it is extremely crucial that uh, some of these guys can stay healthy or uh, that the Steelers can just kind of juggle how they use uh, use their guys. You know, outside linebacker, there's a ton of depth. Corner, there's a ton of depth. But, uh, of course, the guys at the top are some of the best in the NFL, and you really don't want to be losing those big-time uh, game breakers. So the overall depth of this team, I uh, health rather, of this team is – Year in and year out will be the most important factor uh, in any given season. Um, moving on to the next next real talking point here is the creativity of the offense. Um, something we kind of saw a lot last year out of the Steelers offense was a, a propensity uh, to be a little bit stale. Um, and that probably has a lot to do with who's playing quarterback and how they wanted to simplify the offense. But um, the lack of play action, the, the lack of movement – I think that really stemmed the, the hiring of Matt Canada also to help develop these quarterbacks that they have behind Ben Roethlisberger, of course, not having a QB coach since Randy Feekner took over the reins as offensive coordinator. So I think, uh, I think it should be uh, one of those things where this team really needs to focus on uh, m making this offense a little bit more dynamic, um, not being so obvious, the run, run pass uh, kind of style. It's at times it just, uh, you could see it on the couch. You'd scream it out. You could see the formation. They put Zach Banner on the field. Of course, it's a ton of fun when uh, when uh, Mr. 72 is eligible, comes out on the field. However, you knew that about 95% of the time, that would be a run play. So that's one of the biggest things I think the Steelers coaching staff uh, needs to kind of focus on a bit here is that um, they, need to, they really need to change it up a little bit when it comes to uh, their play calling, uh, especially in the offensive side of the ball. With Ben Roethlisberger back, of course, stuff are going to change. He he likes to call his own stuff uh, from time to time, and Feekner is a Ben Roethlisberger guy. That there's a reason why he has that job, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger likes having him there. So maybe a little bit more uh, uh, offensive autonomy for Ben Roethlisberger. So he uh, he might uh, alone uh, kind of force his offense hand and being a little bit more creative, working the ball downfield a little, little bit more, not just forcing deep throws like we saw sometimes with Johnny Holden running down the sideline. You know, sometimes it, sometimes you can even see the play coming first and 10, just sling the ball downfield to, in a desperate prayer to uh, back the safeties up, even though you, you knew they weren't going to last year. The boxes were going to be stacked regardless. They just didn't respect that long ball game. And when Johnny Holden was running those routes, he wasn't catching the pass. So it's hard to blame them. But um Offensive creativity is going to be huge and more so than just a wildcat now and then, uh, especially when you're running a wildcat that ends in interceptions and fumbles. So that, uh, that was a bit like the most creative uh, that I think we saw the Steelers a year ago was when they were running that, uh, that stuff, but it just didn't work after a while teams kind of caught on and they really kind of forced, uh, forced the Steelers away from that one little niche that they had in their offense that teams had a game plan for. But I think uh, when you look at the offensive additions of Chase Claypool and Eric Ebron, two humongous receiving targets, I think it almost forces the offense in itself to be a little bit more creative because it's going to be a mismatch nightmare for uh, opposing teams. And it, it's really going to be one of those things that uh, – um, the 
the opponents of the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2020 are, are just going to have to really kind of figure out uh, who they're going to pick their poison for. You know, there's so many names in this offense that uh, have potential to break out that uh, I, I think um, when it comes to offensive creativity, um, the proof is almost in the pudding just because of what everyone's able to do. Um, you got the guys that can take the, the top off the defense. You got the guys that can sit over the middle and uh, in Vance McDonald and Eric Ebron run those intermediate routes and just be big bodies, box out guys. And of course the newest addition of Chase Claypool, he uh, he's got a ton of speed. Ray Ray McLeod, if he makes his team, he's probably the fastest wide receiver on the organization right now. So there are guys there that uh, allows this offense to do stuff a whole lot differently than they did a year ago. It's, it's definitely much more improved and they can, uh, they can run plays to the strengths of their uh, offensive players. Moving on to our next point here, continuing with the offensive side of the ball. Uh, it, it's one of the things that uh, the 2019 Steelers kind of struggled a lot with. And that was starting games fast. Um, you know, no offensive touchdowns, I believe, uh, to start any of their drives in uh, 2019. And that's one of the things that uh, the Steelers really struggled with, obviously. And it's a really big factor because teams play different when they're playing from behind or playing with the lead or when they're playing a tied game, especially when uh, you're kicking things off right off the top. So scoring right away is super important. We saw how uh, Baltimore was able to pretty much dominate the entire NFL up until um, their uh, their their uh, unfortunate uh, it really wasn't unfortunate their their playoff demise in uh, in that first game for them when they uh, when they dropped out they kind of got away from something that uh, was exactly what the Steelers needed to do and that's starting so fast that you build up a 7 10 14 point lead before before the other team really has their second drive if you're able to score touchdowns that quickly you almost eliminate the other team's running attack because then the clock starts running and both teams can start running the ball and if uh if that's what that came down to that 14 point lead could really uh really shred shred away the uh, opposing teams so starting games faster i think that's that's one of the most important factors here just if it doesn't uh if it doesn't get better um, it's not the end of the world, but if uh, if the Steelers can start playing with leads, um, they can really kind of get their backfield more in the games. They can they can look they can look uh, for play calls to be found in other non traditional uh, senses. They uh, at times it really was one of the more uh, frustrating things I'd say as a Steelers fan a year ago is knowing whenever this team uh, marched out on the field, the defense would be thrown out there right away. And that brings me to my next point. Uh, and that's sustaining drives, uh, continuing with the offensive side of the ball. Ben Roethlisberger coming back is going to do this. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised um, if if this is just a complete non-issue. But a year ago, Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges, especially Mason Rudolph, he would string together some uh, pretty rough drives every now and then. And he'd follow that up by two or three more rough drives. And then... Uh, when that happens, three and out city and the defense just keeps keeps going back out on the field, keeps going back out on the field again and again and again and again, really just kind of wearing them down. And that's uh, that it was something that uh, it didn't matter how great the Steelers defense was because they're always out on the field so much. Eventually, they're going to give up that long drive because they're just freaking exhausted. So <laughs> Steelers offense needs to give their defense some rest. They need to get some first downs. 
and they can do this, and they totally will. I have full belief that uh, the Steelers' offense will move a whole lot better now with Ben Roethlisberger back in the lineup. But um, you could see it a year ago. Of course, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick uh, turning balls over. Joe Hayden with his five interceptions. T.J. Watt punching out eight, uh, eight fumbles. The defense was doing their job, but the second the offense gets on the field, if the defense didn't take it in the house, it could go three and out and be right back on the field and almost negate that great play. So that's uh, that's something that, if is cleaned up, it really kind of takes this this organization from a uh, just a AFC North uh, hopeful to a Super Bowl team. You know, if if this offense can extend drives and if they can start fast. If they can have if they can have 14 points before the end of the first quarter, even 10 points um, before the end of the first, uh, and they can really kind of uh, figure out their rushing attack and be a little more conservative uh, with the ball once uh, once they kind of built up a, a lead of t- 10 or so points, their defense can kind of take over those games, just force the turnovers. The offense can chew the clock down, pick up a first down first down or two each and every drive. All of a sudden, Steelers are winning the game by two two scores you got two minutes left and uh for once uh us Steelers fans aren't sweating which uh, would be extremely nice um a nice change of pace not to, not to be down by two and driving but uh it makes for some good memories but um every now and then uh I would I don't mind a, a blowout or two here like I don't know if you guys remember that Carolina Panthers game from 2018 but when uh, the Steelers kind of blew the barn doors off the Panthers I just remember loving that game not being nervous at all in the fourth quarter and uh, it just made for some good uh, good television <laughs> watching uh, watching the boys in black and gold just take over a game and if there's more than 2019 or 2020 rather I think uh, I think we would all be all right with that um the close games are fun uh, especially look back on in memory but uh, it keeps the hair from uh, going gray, I would say. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, Moving into our next point here, before we kind of transition uh, into uh, more of that kind of defensive side, um, and we'll, we'll kick things off with the uh, the offensive rookies. Um, we'll touch on the defensive rookies in part two. But this this season, obviously there's been a lot of uh, extenuating factors that um, these guys really couldn't uh, really couldn't uh, control, obviously with uh, COVID-19 shutting down mini camps, rookie camps, OTAs. There's a ton of factors uh, weighing against our uh, – 2020 rookie class. The guy right at the top right now, Chase Claypool, is getting a ton of praise. I, I don't know how much uh, you guys have noticed this, but online and in the media and uh, the Steelers team uh, itself, there's guys every single day talking about uh, 
him making a play, a back shoulder catch. Joe Hayden, Joe Hayden even mentioned uh, uh, he took a rep against Chase Claypool and he had good position on him, but Chase just jumped over him, literally jumped over top of him, ripping the ball out of his hands. And that uh, getting plays like that out of a rookie would completely change the season because there's going to be a lot of rookies that struggle a whole lot more to understand the playbook, understand kind of what's going on in this uh, in their systems. Namely because uh, they didn't have the time on the field that most guys normally get. You typically do see those slow starts out of rookies. But this year, I think we're going to see a whole lot more of that just because they haven't had time in the playbook. And that, uh, that's something I, I could see be a little bit uh, a little bit of a frustrating thing for some of these guys, especially the quarterbacks, um, especially guys that are going to get thrown to the fire. I think someone like Tua Tagovailoa is going to be all right because they still have Ryan Fitzpatrick they can uh, roll out there um, and just say, hey, man, like we're just going to let you learn the offense and it's going to be okay. Uh, a guy like Joe Burrow, who uh, the Bengals just said, ah, whatever, we'll cut Andy Dalton. Uh, we don't need him. We have all the cap in the world, but uh, <laughs> we're going to cut this guy and just throw uh, Broadway Joe Burrow out on the field and hope we don't destroy his co- uh, his confidence. But uh, that totally could be something that uh, we see out of him and see out of a ton more rookies. A guy like Chase Claypool is interesting because he doesn't need to be anything more than the, the fourth wide receiver. But if he's as good as uh, everyone in camp is talking about, then uh, you're going to start to see uh, the Steelers win more and more games with the more and more production they get out of the rookies because there's going to be a ton of teams that just simply don't get any production at all out of their rookies. They're not going to know how to use them properly. Um, the biggest factor for Chase, obviously, is getting his chemistry right with uh, one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. Um, if he's able to do that um, and Ben starts to trust him, we see it all the time. Uh, the first name I can think of is Mike Wallace in his rookie season, just over 900 yards. Starting things off, uh, Mike didn't get a ton of uh, targets um, when he was starting his rookie season, but as his uh, relationship with uh, Ben developed and he he got he got a ball, he caught it. He got a deep ball, he caught it. He got an intermediate ball, he got it. He he got that home run shot. He t- he takes it 80 yards for a touchdown. All of a sudden, we see this all the time with Ben Roethlisberger. Once he kind of gets in a groove with a with a certain wide receiver, especially rookies um, or any new guy for the team on the team for that matter, once that kind of happens. They start getting the ball more and more and more, and it just snowballs until this guy's getting a ton of targets. So, if Chase is able to step on the field, say week one against the Giants, he hauls in three catches, which I think would be a completely outstanding number considering everything that's going on. If he could, if he gets three targets and comes down with three catches, I think we'd be on the the precipice, the the doorstep of an amazing rookie season because Ben's only going to give him the ball more and more if he can pull in a stat line like that, especially kicking things right off the top. So one of those huge factors is how the rookies can figure it out with, um, especially with guys that have to work so closely with one Ben Roethlisberger. Kicking things back to our next rookie there, of course, uh, Mr. Dotson. Uh, offensive guard, he uh, suffered a knee injury that uh, we just recently found out is going to be uh, not nothing serious, no uh, no uh, ligament damage, no need for surgery. But uh, Dotson, uh, he's going to miss some time in training camp. And that uh, right there is going to be really interesting to me. I, I never projected him to get uh, much, if any, playing time this year. 
um, specifically just kind of uh, more so to do with the depth than with him as a player. There's nothing wrong with Dotson, but he uh, he is not going to get training camp. He's not getting any preseason games, no OTAs, mini camp, rookie camp. They're not they're not going to throw this guy to the fire. Um, if there's injuries and he's completely healthy at like week 10, potentially he could get some playing time. But even then, I feel like the Steelers would try to uh, give this guy every opportunity to learn they possibly could. So Dotson's not the big uh, X factor that Chase Claypool is, but he is still someone that uh, the Steelers obviously have a, a ton of future plans in. The other name that will be a giant uh, fa- X factor here, here is uh, one Mr. Anthony McFarlane Jr. Anthony is an interesting player here because he is someone that's going to take a ton of ton of snaps. Um, I think in the return game, um, as, as a, mostly a kick returner, I think. Deontay Johnson, of course, being an all-pro as a punt returner. Um, we'll still get his uh, his shots back there uh, unless those fumbling woes kind of continue. But um, he he's someone who's going to see a ton of snaps in the return game. He's going to be someone that sees a ton of snaps in the slot. And I think that's because of his relationship with Matt Canada and how he can motion around that uh, that offense. And if he's someone that can come in day one and start clicking with this team, uh, start kind of taking some of those reps off the plate of James Conner, uh, a little a few less hits for him. He can get involved in the passing game, catch a couple screen passes. If he's someone that can contribute and say averages, I don't know, like five, five to 10 uh, touches a game, which would be outstanding for a fourth round pick running back here. Um, I think, uh, I think that could kind of uh, sway how things uh, uh, work out for this team. McFarland, it's going to be interesting how the Steelers platoon their running backs, um, but uh, that's going to be one of the big factors here is if they're able to roll three or four guys, depending on how many they keep, um, the more likely each and every one of them is going to be healthy and available for each following week. So Anthony McFarland, if, if he can provide uh, some sort of uh, depth stability and someone that can uh, take some snaps in the passing game uh, in that motion, motion games. And as a kick returner, the more he plays, the better he's going to make this team. So I, I think uh, between him and Chase Claypool, if they can step up and make contributions in year one, um, that would be absolutely outstanding because there's going to be so many teams that aren't going to get a whole lot from anyone. Um, before we move into part two here, for those of you uh, listening on our uh, podcast platform, I just want to, uh, again, reiterate, make sure it's Follow Friday. Um, BTSC co-editor Dave Schofield on Twitter is our uh, Follow Friday of the day. So make sure you go check him out and his uh, great Steeler stuff. And uh, make sure you're always uh, checking in uh, on Behind the Steel Curtain uh, on our website uh, and our uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook social media platforms. Um so moving into part two, before we even get there, um, I, I just want to say um, uh, we will be touching on uh, some of the depth along the defensive side, a little bit of special team stuff, uh, and uh, more uh, rookie talk. So if you're listening on the podcast side, make sure to t- tune over just about now. And uh, again, I'm uh, Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. <laughs> 